Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us and starting the weekend with us here at supertalk.fm. Appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo. Uh, over in Tupelo, it would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Whistler. That would be a little weird. Yeah. Nobody's expecting that. What's your Whistler with some uh, strange right. Well, now we've, we, we've, we've found a slogan. we found a way to make it work. So maybe it should happen. I don't know. I don't know. That's we'll, right. We'll think about it. Wherever you are. Where is Whistler? Whistler is on Highway 84, uh, just west of Waynesboro. Oh, okay. I've been to Waynesboro quite a few times. And there, I have, I have, I have been to Waynesboro a couple times. Yes, for sure. So yeah, that's a heart of the Pine Belt kind of area, right? Yes, I've seen some uh, really good football games down there. I bet. Ain't no question about that. A lot of talent down there in that area. Wherever you are in our great state, if you want to enjoy. Uh, Strange Brew Coffee each and every morning. It's just a click away. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. They've got you covered. Whatever kind of coffee machines is on the front counter, you can get it at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. It's the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you're looking for. Great selection of polos, T-shirts, baseball caps, uh, hoodies, pullovers, whatever that is you're looking for. But if you need something for the house, for your for your tailgate, for your car, They've got all that, too. Everything maroon and white under one roof. It's only under two roofs, though, because they've got locations in uh, Flowood and Madison, or you can just shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, Starkville's finest restaurant. Just left Restaurant Tyler. I was there literally 20 minutes ago having lunch. Fantastic. Blackened catfish, mac and cheese, cheese grits, crawfish sauce. I even had some crawfish dip, which I had not had in a while, and I forget what a delicious appetizer that is. You know, you know what was missing? I don't know what. Me? You didn't invite me. I, I didn't invite anybody, Robbie. I didn't invite anybody. I was invited to lunch. Not to mention with my arch nemesis, <laughs> Bob's Carsgadden. How dare you speak speak ill of him? I feel like I've been stabbed in the back. You know, the knife, you to, the knife you is be quiet. my vertebra. It's not like you're sitting here. It's not like you drive in for these things. If I'm going to do these over Zoom, I'll just go get Carscadden back. How about that? How does that make you feel? Oh, you're taking shots now, huh? Well, you're taking shots Taking little me. personal shots at me, huh? I'm just saying, I didn't, I didn't invite anybody to lunch. I was invited to lunch. There's a difference. 
You can't proceed. You get invited somewhere. You can't say, oh, by the way, I'm bringing a bunch of folks. You could. You shouldn't. That's rude, in my opinion. Fine. Talk about Restaurant Tyler. It's a great place. Delicious. I, I, it was fantastic. Great lunch. They were busy, too. I was, for a Thursday with with you know not a lot going on here in Starville, school's out. They were you, packed. You got a big baseball I, series coming up, Brian. Well, I mean, I get that, but you know, to be busy at noon was was surprising. But great, great to see it. Love to see it because that means business is booming. And business is a their business is delicious blue plate lunches, and business is a booming. So when you want to enjoy the best lunch in Starkville, you know where to go. You go to Restaurant Tyler. Priority One Bank, 16 locations throughout Central Mississippi to serve you. Go to PriorityOneBank.com to find out more information about all the services offered at Priority One Bank and how you can get started with an account there today. We do always talk on this show about buying local, eating local, doing things you know at the local level, banking local, very, very important. It's the cornerstone of a lot of our small towns here in Mississippi. And you want to have a great relationship with your bank. You want to be able to talk to people there comfortably about potential loans, You want to do it locally, and you want to do it with Priority One Bank. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Mississippi State, you just mentioned it, big baseball weekend. Texas A&M is the opponent that game has concluded, or at least it has in the future. So there's one man to tell us about that. Let's go now to our one and only correspondent here on Thunder and Lightning, Future Brian. Thanks, guys. This is Future Brian reporting to you from the future, Mississippi State 10, uh, Texas A&M 8. The Bulldogs keep their hopes alive for the SEC tournament with a walk-off home run uh, in the bottom of the ninth by Amani Larry. Bulldogs score three runs in the uh, the bottom of the ninth to overcome an 8-7 deficit. Uh, a game that, you know, on paper looked very, very uh, familiar for Mississippi State fans. Uh, A&M eight runs on only eight hits. Uh, but Mississippi State, as they are a want to do, 15 walks tonight uh, to go with. Um, I know there's a there one hit batter, and uh, I don't say that a wild pitch, but I guess not. Uh, 15 strikeouts as well. But State just kept putting batters on base. But in a in a difference was that they were able to get out of some of those jams. Casey Hunt pitched re- very well in relief, even though he gave up a couple of runs and gave up a bunch of walks. He's able to get out of jams as he needed to. Uh, and then Nate Dome comes in with an inning of scoreless relief to get the win. Uh, Larry for the night, three for three, three runs scored, three RBI. Uh, had a double and had two home runs, so a huge game for him. Um, State left a bunch of guys on base, eight guys on base, left the bases loaded once and left two on a couple of times uh, as well. But it's all, it all doesn't matter because Mississippi State gets the win. Uh, Georgia lost in extra innings to LSU. They, they were in that game, and they were able to chase Skeens uh, with the game tied. So they had a chance against that LSU bullpen, but LSU gets some runs. They win. Missouri and Auburn were rained out tonight. They will play a doubleheader tomorrow. So mathematically and, you know, quite honestly, Mississippi State still has a chance. They have a, a, a chance. You know, Georgia, we'll see what happens with them. And then Missouri, what happens with them? State has to sweep. They got the first win tonight. So that's a really good win for Mississippi State. Um, and that's what now? Three straight SEC wins for them coming back to uh, to last weekend. 
A and M is such an interesting team to me. You know, they they they, they were they were highly ranked to start the year. They got off to a really slow start. They got really hot in the uh, the middle of SEC play, and then they've just been sort of, you know, I wouldn't even say up and down. They've just been sort of mediocre uh, since then. They're twelve and sixteen now in the conference. They're thirty and twenty three overall. I haven't really looked at their RPI, but the last time I looked at it, they were down in the thirties. So my guess is they're probably closer. Uh, to the 40s. Now, yeah, they're, they're 38 now. I mean, you talk about the resume of a bubble team. That's it. A&M desperately needs these next two games. I don't know that they'll get them um, the way Mississippi State's playing right now. And, and, and you know, it's not from the pitching standpoint. It's not from a, a defensive standpoint. State still is having some, uh, some issues there. It, it, you know, there's still some issues with base running. I mean, this is just not a very well-coached baseball team, but offensively, they just find a way to win. At least that's been the case these last three SEC games. Um, and Larry's a guy, you know, you think about his season. Yeah, he started off red hot. You know, I think he was hitting over close to 400 when SEC play started. And then he just, you know, he struggled mightily those first three, four weekends of conference play. Has kind of found his way back here and there, but he had a big game today. Back to 299, just under 300 uh, on the season. So it's a good win. It's a really good win for Mississippi State, a win they absolutely, as you can guess, had to have uh, a game that you know Mississippi State. You know, if they wanted to get to Hoover and, and you know Chris Lonis, uh on the back end of uh, tonight's press conference, talked about that. He said, you know, my team wants to get to Hoover. We want to get, um, we want to get there. If that's the case, then they've got to win these next two games. And if they do that. They'll be, you know, they'll extend their season for another week, and if they don't, it'll it'll be over on Saturday. So, you know, it's 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 already the postseason. It's, it's kind of been the postseason for Mississippi State for the past month, and unfortunately, the Bulldogs haven't done well enough there. But they've they found their way to this point, and at this point, if they just find a couple more wins, they're going to have an opportunity. I, I don't know. I just don't see it with Georgia. I feel like they're sort of falling apart here, which is funny. Georgia has two of the better uh, – they, they swept Arkansas. They took two of three from Tennessee, but it's just not enough. You know, and then the way they, they've, they've lost some games they shouldn't have. What's Georgia's RPI? It's Everybody in the SEC outside of Ole Miss is kind of crowded in here in the RPI. Georgia's 39. State's 41, in case you're wondering. RPI will not make a difference for Mississippi State, obviously. Uh, they're going to have to find their way. All, all the way, I think, into the uh, they would have to win the SEC tournament. I think to get in. I don't. I don't know that anything. Sh- I don't think there's any going to be any at large bids for Mississippi State. But the, it's crazy when you look at the RPI. Let's just start here. So Missouri's thirty seven, A and M thirty eight, Georgia thirty nine, Mississippi State forty one. What's the next SEC team? I must be Ole Miss all the way down here. I don't. See, yeah, the Rebels are seventy eight, and then of course if you go up and you know. Up into the thing, uh, Kentucky two, Arkansas three, LSU four, South Carolina five, Florida six, Vanderbilt eight, Alabama is eleven. They have a legit chance to host uh, if they can get this series win. They have Ole Miss this weekend. Did, uh, is that game been? I, I you know I, that game was delayed. I don't know the score of it off the top of my head. Let's see what happened with the Rebels uh, tonight. Alabama got a four-one win. They're fourteen and fourteen. If they sweep Ole Miss and they finish sixteen and fourteen, their RPI would be probably close to top ten. They they would host. Alabama may host, which is insane, by the way, when you think about what happened a couple weeks ago. If ever a team should have just fallen apart, 
You re- you really have to go back and look at every game they they played under Brad Bohannon, because my goodness, they don't they, they that doesn't make sense the way they play. I mean, and talking about they took what two out of three from Vanderbilt uh, two weekends ago, but they're playing really well. Anyway, they're at eleven. Uh, Auburn is at eighteen. Auburn, if they were to sweep Missouri this weekend, might be able to get into the hosting discussion as well. Uh, US, I'm sorry, uh, Tennessee. I was looking at USM. Tennessee is at twenty three. And then you have the, the teams that I mentioned earlier. Southern Miss, in case you're wondering, is at 24. They won tonight. They shut out uh, uh, ULL. Tanner Hall with an incredible pitching performance. Eight innings of shutout baseball, three hits. Uh, and the Southern gets the win. They've won, I believe, 15 straight now. Uh, really having a good go of it. And uh, Coastal Carolina not playing tonight? I don't know. Not too worried about it. Regardless, MSU 10, Texas A&M 8. Bulldogs will go for the series uh, tomorrow in Game 2. They have to have it if they want to have a chance to go to Hoover. Before we get back to the studio, let's move back to present time. That's thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. This weekend, if you're going to fire up the grill, throw some beef on there, man. Throw some burgers, throw some steaks. Or get crazy with it, a brisket, a tri-tip, all sorts of great options. Nothing beats beef kebabs, man. Get some, go get some, some filet tips and make some kebabs out of those. That's, you know, that's an easy f- meal, delicious. Your family will love it. This weekend, if you're grilling, make sure it's with beef. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. They'll be cranking out... This weekend, a lot of business going on there. They're going to have live music this weekend. I saw that earlier uh, today on 24-7. There's a band going to be there uh, Saturday night. And, of course, the food is always there. And don't forget, when you support Two Brothers, you support the Bulldog Initiative. They are a Bulldog NIL business. Every dollar you spend at Two Brothers, some of that finds its way back to the Bulldog Initiative. If you ever needed a reason to go beyond the great food and great atmosphere, well, uh, that maybe that'll do it for you as well. Check out Two Brothers in the heart of the Cotton District. It's the home of smoked southern soul food. Great products, great service. That's what you're going to find at Advantage Business Systems. You found it there for 48 years. That's a long time to do anything, especially to keep a business open. And you can only do that when you're taking care of your customers. So when you need technology for your business, a copier, a printer, a computer, call Advantage Business Systems. And then if you do need service, call them back. Talk to the people who made you the sale. No 1-800 numbers, no call centers. No out-of-state technicians. Everything done here in the state of Mississippi. 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. The Rogue and the Collegiate Collection at The Rogue. That's what you want to check out. Father's Day is a month away, boys and girls. It is literally one month from today. You need to get your dad something great. Get him an awesome polo from The Rogue. Great styles, great selection. And, of course, the logos that you want. If you're tired of looking like a walking billboard for a tennis shoe company, the Rogue has got you covered. And, again, same thing as before, Bulldog Initiative Business. Making money, it goes back to the Bulldog NIL program. Shop online at therogue.com or shop at the famous store in Jackson. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. Luva Wine Bar, that will be a great place to hang out this weekend. Not too hot, so if you want to sit outside in the evening time, that'll be fantastic. Enjoy a glass of wine or one of their awesome cocktails. Enjoy some artisanal flatbreads or one of their incredible charcuterie plates. 
They've got it going on there at Luva. It's a great experience. It's, it's a little different than anything else we have here in Starkville. People are talking about it. They're going to find out about it. You need to get there now. Head over to 509 University Drive and head out to Luva. One thing before I go, uh, Brian, I know you forgot to mention it because I know what happened in the past. Uh, our SEC West compilation from the SEC Spring Wraparound, that's up today. So we've got great interviews about Alabama, Auburn, Arkansas, uh, LSU, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M. If you need more MSU football information, just keep listening to this podcast because it's coming right after uh, I get out of here. Let's go back to the present day and hear from Brian and Robbie. All right, thanks to Future Brian for letting us know what occurred at Diddy Noble Field. Should Robbie and I be upset? Should we be happy? Nobody knows except for him. As always, Brian, great win for Mississippi State or a devastating loss? One or the other is the truth. And so we will find out. We'll find out later. But future Brian already knows. So, good for him. You found out earlier, listener. Yes. Not you you personally, but... Yes. If you're listening to the show, chances are you already know uh, what happened in that game. All right, let's talk some football before we get out of here. Um, What I wanted to do today was this. I wanted to look at App State's stats from last year offensively and sort of play the game of, okay, so who is that for Mississippi State this year? And, you know, obviously when you look at the quarterback position, it's it's a pretty easy guess, right? Chase Bryce last year, I like his numbers. He was 63% completion rate, 27 to 6 is his touchdown to interceptions for 2,921 yards. Uh, we talked about Will Rogers a little bit earlier this week when we said, you know, 2,400 puts him over Aaron Murray as the all-time leading passer, so that would clearly be it. Honestly, Robbie, if that's his stat line this year, I think State's in fantastic shape to win eight-plus games. Uh, you broke up there. What did you say on the first part? I, I think my internet's been a little spotty. Okay, I'll start back over. Okay. Did, did you hear me? Did you hear the stats? No, I didn't. Okay. okay. It broke up for like fifteen seconds. Okay. Okay. When we talk about the quarterback, it's it's an easy one to look at, right? Chase Bryce, the starting quarterback, he'll have the will. That's where Will Rogers will be. 63% completion rate, Robbie, uh, 27 touchdowns to six interceptions, 2,921 yards, averaging 8.4 yards per attempt. Um, and, I mean, that's well over, what, 12, 13 yards per completion. Robbie, I'll, I'll be honest with you. If those are the numbers that Will Rogers are able to achieve this year, I feel pretty confident that Mississippi State will be in the eight-plus win range again. Yeah, because you feel like they're going to be able to run the football pretty well and that you know that that like we've said it, it really takes pressure off of will rogers to have a running game like this he didn't have to come out there and throw for 4500 yards this year the numbers are going to go down i mean that that's inevitable his numbers are not going to be the same that they have been the last three years from a passing perspective but can he lift his yards per uh, reception number his yards per completion can that can that number make a pretty big jump? Um, because last year, let's see, last year it was is it thirty six hundred about? Yeah, and there's about nine point five yards a catch. Yeah, last season. Yeah. So and like I said, this can is that go to nine, can that go to eleven? This can is that go to nine yards per attempt in this in this scenario? Yeah. Can, can that number go to 10 and a half, 11? Can he, can he make a jump a yard and a half, a couple yards? Mm-hmm. 
Um, that to me is the biggest thing. Can he have more explosive plays? The the percentages are probably going to come down too. Sixty eight percent. You know, he's going to be throwing a more um, a lower percentage pass, I guess. And there's nothing wrong with that. That I mean, you want him to to open up his arm a little bit more. You want him to take some more shots down the field. But sixty eight percent completion percentage is just not realistic because you're not going to be throwing the as many dump off passes, as many crossing patterns, it's two yards across the line of scrimmage, things like that. You're going to be seeing more 10, 15, 20 yard passes down the field. Right. And with that, the number's going to come down a little bit more. But, um, you know, I, if he can get, you know, 2,800 yards to 3,000 yards passing, that's a tremendous year in yeah. this offense, I yeah. think. Um, and, and still 63% completion rate is what Bryce had last year. I think that would be down a little bit, but that's still, when you're taking. That'd be really good chances, still. When taking more chances down the field, that's that's a totally acceptable uh, completion rate. So it, that's a stat line to look at. You know, if, if that's what the stat line is going to look like when we get to the Egg Bowl for Will Rogers, state state should be in really good shape. Let's look at the running game. And I kind of mentioned this yesterday that how the way state had receivers down in like you know the sixth seventh receiver was getting thirty catches or so. That's what Kevin Barbe does with carries. So last year for uh, for App State, one, two, three, four, five different rushers with more than 70 carries. Now, one of those is Chase Bryce. Bryce, 71 carries, 117 yards, four touchdowns. Now, you know that the sack yardage is being taken out of that. So my guess is if I could find the stat for like adjusted rushing yardage, Bryce probably had closer to like 30 carries or 40 carries, something like that, maybe even 50 carries. And probably a lot more yards. He was a little bit. He's a little bit more mobile than was Rodgers. But that could be, you know, a situation where that could be Mike Wright. And if Mike Wright gets seventy plus carries, he's probably going to be close to three or four hundred yards. The leading rusher in terms of carries for App State was Cameron Peoples. He averaged five point nine yards per carry, uh, one hundred and one carries for five hundred ninety three yards. The leading rusher for yardage was Nate Noel, eighty seven carries for six hundred four yards. That's six point nine yards per carry. Pretty nice. Robbie, if Marks and Lee or Pittman or Price or whoever that number two guy is, yeah, Marks is the only one I'm willing to pencil in right now. Everybody else, it's like, well, I don't know who the number two guy is. It's probably going to be Kevon Lee. But if I can, if you're telling me right now that on less than 200 carries that I'm going to get 1,200 yards rushing, again, I'm going to be very pleased with where where I am offensively. Yeah, I mean, they just clipped over a thousand. Yeah. last year and I mean one thing that we saw the kind of the evolution of the offense a little bit is like the yards per rush went up last year and you had your three your three guys were averaging over five yards a rush and that was with an offense with you know some wider splits it's not they weren't they were basically running you know one or two plays of the running backs there there wasn't a whole lot of complex uh rushes for that team last year and they still were get were getting some good chunks of yardage in the running attack, which is what they didn't get the first two years. So I think this year you take another step forward. You're going to have an offensive line that's going to be able to, I think, open up some more holes for them to run the football. You're going to have um, a lot of different styles of run that you're going to uh, run with this offense and also different sets. So it's logical to believe that you're going to have a – pretty darn good rushing attack, I think, with the stable that you have in there. And I think that Joquavius Marks can get 
uh, can be a guy that can challenge for a thousand yards. I think. Had, go ahead. Go ahead. He had 582 last year, mm-hmm. um, and that was with 113 carries. And I think that number is going to go up. And I think his yards per carry should go up. I, you know, I could very much see him adding an, another, you know, 300 plus to that total. Yeah, I think he fills the role that was Nate Noel for App State because that he was also a, a high a receiver for them in terms of catches. He had 24 catches last year. I think Marks may have more catches than that, to be totally honest with you. Um, maybe around 30-plus, but that's the role I see for him. And then maybe uh, Kevon Lee in the people's role, is, which is, you know sounds very, very wrestling. Uh, but the, the the role of being the leading rusher, being more of the grinded-out guy. Then they had two other rushers, Datrich Harrington and Amani Marshall. 76, 81 carries, 76 carries, equal 389 yards. I mean, Robbie... These four guys are combining here for uh, just shy of 2,000 yards rushing. They had three other guys on the team go over 100 yards on on the season. So we're talking about 2,300 yards rushing and 2,900 yards passing. That is a fantastic year of offense for Mississippi State if you can get that to happen. My question would be between, let's say, Lee and, uh, and Marks, those top two guys, between Price, Pittman, and Davis, do you have two guys who could be 400-yard rushers, do you think? Yeah, I think I think that's possible. I mean, last year, I mean, which more carries are going to go to Jaquavius Marks this year. That's probably a given. But you had two guys that had nearly 500-plus last year between them and Jaquavius Marks and Dylan Johnson. Yeah. So, and by the way, I don't know if you knew this, but Jaquavius Marks is like 11 receptions away from the school record. Yes. Like he, he's going to be the team's all-time leading receiver. I talked about that a lot prior to last season. I was like, if he has the same year he's going to – he had the past two years, he will break the all-time record last year. He ended up having fewer receptions uh, last season. But, yes, he is very close to becoming Mississippi State's all-time leading receiver as a running back. That's wild. Like even even more than Austin Williams, who played here for six years, he's he's already like way ahead of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it it would be it would be shocking if he didn't get eleven catches this year. I think that's I think that's going to happen. But you're talking about an offense that's, that's more balanced, and at the end of the day, you know the the people that are detractors of the offense saying it's not going to work. If it does, what the numbers that you said. It's going to be right there with the same amount of total offense as last year's team that had over 5,000 yards of total offense. This offense will have, with 2,900 passing, 23 rushing, Mm -hmm. that's 52. Yeah. So that's that's going to be more than what they did last season. Yeah. And to me, it's going to be a more fluid offense. It's going to be a more consistent offense. An offense that has a chance to um, produce for four quarters instead of having these long stretches where they're not doing anything and defenses can adjust to it, it's going to be a more dangerous offense, top to bottom. I think, yeah. um, and I think I think everybody would be happy with fifty-two hundred yards of total offense at the end of the day. That's going to be an offense that's going to be competitive in this league. So here's the the numbers just for for, for comparison. And, I, and look, I know who App State played versus who Mississippi State played, but their talent levels are co- comparable as well. Is how you have to look at things. You know, App State is playing Sun Belt teams with Sun Belt t- talent. 
Mississippi State is playing SEC teams with SEC talent. So it, it kind of balances itself out. Uh, for On the season, App State had 5,464 yards of total offense, which is 455 yards per game. They scored a total of 56 offensive touchdowns. Mississippi State, uh, 5,108 yards per game, 392 yards per game total offense, 55 offensive touchdowns. So a difference there of about uh, about 60 yards per game uh, to the positive for App State. Because I, th- I think because I think I can put it on the fact that they're just more balanced and more unpredictable. And so that's I think that is a good thing for Mississippi State. You look at their receivers last year. Now, their leading receiver only had 36 catches on the season. But then again, they were able to spread the ball around a good bit. 36 catches, 27 catches, 34 catches, 25 catches, 19 catches. The difference, obviously, is that, and if you go and you look at Mississippi State versus looking at uh, App State, it's it's the yards per catch. You know, State, Rufus Harvey, 9.5, Caleb Ducking, 10.3, Wally, 10.2, Justin Robinson, 10.8, Austin Williams, 8.5, Jaquavius Mark, 6 yards per catch, Dylan Johnson, 6 yards per catch. App State, you have uh, 11 yards per catch, 18 yards per catch, 11.7 yards per catch, 15.5 yards per catch, 18.9, 18.2, 13.2, 19. Fewer catches, but more yards, more efficiency. So, who? If I said right now, right now you, you got to pick, is it Tulu Griffin for you to be the leading receiver on this team, or would you go Xavier Thomas, or maybe go with Justin Robinson? That's a good question. Um, Justin Robinson would probably be my early pick. Really? Okay. Just as an outside guy, and I think they're going to utilize Tulu in so many different ways that their way of getting in the ball might be more of a jet sweep or, I mean, and one thing you have to consider those little, you know, pop passes, those little, yeah, not even like the shovel pass, you know, when they go in motion, they pop it forward to them. And that's a pass. Jet sweep action. Yeah. It's basically a handoff, but right. you know, maybe that, that might factor into it a little more, but it's going to be close. I think Justin Robinson is going to make a big jump this year. I, I feel really good about him. I do too. I do too. To be honest with you, I think he is going to be, if Ra Ra Thomas had stayed, I, that's the guy I would have the uh, yeah. The, the, and, we, the, and, and, and you know, was, but, but I think can't Robinson, forget about Jaden Wally either. No, Wally you know, had such a fantastic year his first year, and these last two years he's sort of taken a step back. He could be ready to bust out. He very well could be. And I'll tell you another one to watch out for. And then in this offense, with what they want to do and what the way the roles they play, Ryland Goaty is going to catch a lot of passes. I think. I think yeah, he's quite spivey. Yeah, I think because and also those guys are going to be big red zone targets for state. You know, Robinson has some height, but your other two best receivers, Thomas and Griffin, those are not red zone guys. You know, they they don't have the the the, the get up and go to get to, to get some balls there. I think you could see those guys become big red zone targets. I mean, I, if you told me right now, you know, Goody may only have like 25, 30 catches, but if you told me he has five or six touchdowns, I'm not gonna be totally surprised by it. Yeah, I think I do think the tight ends are going to factor into it. Um and Spivey has just as big a chance as, as Goaty having yep. been more productive in college at this point. Mm-hmm. But it's just nice to I mean an offense that everybody acts like is not everybody, but a lot of people act like is just gonna run the football all the time. They have all these options out there to receive the football that you can utilize. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that there's a lot of guys that are uh gonna, you know, 
be up for grabs for that top receiver spot. Um, it's, it's nice to see. There's just a lot of options in this offense. Agreed. Agree with you. So interested to see how it all pans out. Unfortunately, we're you know you know today as we're as we're recording is we are exactly 100 days away from week zero Saturday. Yes. So it's getting close. Means it is starting a hundred teams in a hundred days next week on uh, Sports Talk Mississippi. That's that's a sign. That's that's like the first uh, the first chirping of the birds of spring. But it's summer. It means we're getting closer and closer. So, all right, we'll wrap up this series with Texas A and M on Monday's show. We'll talk some more football. Obviously, during the week next week, we'll have another uh, big interview. Uh, we'll have our first SEC preview of the week of the year with the Florida Gators. This is Robbie's chosen. I can't wait to talk about the Gators with him. Um, plus more, more recruiting and, uh, maybe some, some more stuff, maybe some, maybe some big changes depending on how this weekend goes in baseball. We'll find out guys have a great weekend. Be safe. Enjoy yourself. We'll talk to you again soon. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian. Hey dad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.